Hello fans, and welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe Show. My name is Tristana, I'm your MC today, and we have a very special guest, you know her, by Megan Folk, singing Let It Go by James Bay. Enjoy.
live, Megan. What a beautiful, beautiful voice you have. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for being <laughs> on the show today. We always uh, a pleasure to have you here. I love being here, so thank you. Absolutely. So I hear you're working on an album. Yes. So I've been working on it for a really long time. I finally finished one of the songs. Yeah. Um, still got a little work to do on it, but it's mostly finished. And beautiful. I'm working on the other ones as well. So it's just a really fun thing to do. Perfect, perfect. How many songs are you thinking about having on the album? Um, hopefully around six or seven. Okay. So yeah, I have about six in the works right now and one that's almost done. So perfect. And you're going to debut a little bit of uh, one of your songs for us today. Is that correct? Yes. I'm going to be singing one today. Still needs a little work, but bear with me and I hope you guys enjoy it. So perfect. So we're getting a little bit of a preview here. Uh, so coming for you guys later in the show, we'll have Megan performing her brand new song. Um, un unfinished version, yes. but still <laughs> going to be great to the touch. Um, well, Megan, I'm very, very excited to hear what you got going on for us later. Thank you so much. I'm excited to show you. All right, perfect. It's lunchtime, and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. Yes and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., everyone this is a very special song by an artist I love so I hope you enjoy it as much as I do Spend with you. I'm wondering. 
You got, you got you got her. <laughs> you got her. You wrote that? You wrote that? No. Not that one. Mine is that one's from Labyrinth. Um mine is coming up shortly. We have after another song. Unbelievable. Yeah, voice. that's a great song though. It's from Labyrinth. What a voice. I know. What a voice. No what a waterproof voice. mascara and hoping the air is going to dry <laughs> in my eyeball right now. You know, girls always go like this. Yes. <laughs> you just don't want them to fall out of your eyeballs. I got to tell you, it, it, Megan is the secret weapon for some of the things that we're planning on. We're going to be making some announcements very shortly. Um, we just got to figure out how to get Megan out there bigger, by, louder, more. Uh, and my communication skills with her have to get improved. Yes, we have to start phone calling it's now. And this is Freddie in general. These are communication <laughs> skills, 100%. Because I could have sworn that it. I was taping tonight with her. You had told me Megan's coming on Tuesday. I asked you this yes. morning. You said, oh, she's coming tonight. And I'm yeah. like, okay, we could still tape her during the midday. So I'm glad you're here for the midday show. Me too. Because <laughs> we can just edit the pieces together and yeah. put it out um, on a night train. And what yeah. are we doing with it? 
Where are we putting it? Well, I'm hoping we're going to promote it and put her at the venue that we saw today. Yes, but where are we putting her on radio so people can see it? Oh, on Chirol so people can see her on radio? We're going to put you out on Chiroldi's. All right, sure. Sounds good. 1069, all of, all of the above, all the things that we get to do. And we found out last week that the true oldies demographic is younger than they thought because wow. they do have Nielsen ratings. And whereas they were thinking they were 55 plus, they're actually mid 40s plus. Yeah. Which is a cute, I mean, for you, it's still older than your demographic, but for us, it just means the demographic reach is that much larger for our clients and for people that are listening. Yeah. So that's a big win. It is, awesome. and it shows that the numbers are going up. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be using South Florida oldies as much as possible. Uh, and some of the venues that we're going to be participating in. Um, and I think uh, there's going to be more on that as we start to build up the steam yeah, on this thing. She got me good on that one. So. She got you. <laughs> Sorry, Dawn. That's <laughs> all good. It's a very sad song, but oh it's a good gosh. one. <laughs> totally, 100%. And I'm watching her tear up here. Now, she does this to me when she sings. I know. I saw you in Not the back. Not the song. It don't make a difference. It don't make a difference. I know. He was I, on the phone on the phone call. I had to run call. to the back. Oh, my gosh. He was on a phone call, and I'm watching your singing, and I'm watching his eyes well up. <laughs> and he says, I don't know what it is about her. She does it again. What have you I been guess I to? can't complain about that, but. <laughs> it's just something about the quality of your voice. That last song was sad, but you yeah. just you brought it to life. Thank you. I love that song. It used to get me, got me through some hard times, so. <laughs> so Freddie always says, the best songs are those that are written when you break up. Yeah. And that painful, would be tragic, but true. The painful, <laughs> painful songs. Yeah. Um, My song that I'm going to be singing for you guys is also one of those. So that's coming up soon. But I got to tell you, I am always happy when you're here. Um, because I, and I tell this to everybody who will listen. I says, you ain't never seen this kid coming. Because I think that you have a dynamic future ahead of you. I think you are going to get better. I think you are going to sound better. I think you are going to be a better entertainer as time goes on, because practice makes perfect. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I, I just see wonder, wonderful things for you. And the last time I said this was to uh, Jesse Campbell and to Kendra. Uh, and I see a bigger star over here. And don't ask me why, I just see it. And I feel it, and I, can, I go in so many different directions when she's in the house. So you will be seeing more of Megan we're going to push her out there out of the tree so that she can start flying solos and concerts. And there. I said to her, well, can you fill up and go and perform in front of 69,000 people? She said, yeah, a piece of cake. Absolutely. Why not? Well, I said, I'll do there. it. <laughs> what have you been up to? School, work? Yeah, all of the above. Um, yesterday I went to school and then work and then kickboxing. And now I'm here. But just been, you know, keeping busy. It's always good. So. Did you ever want to be like a theater major? Kind of. I did theater growing up and I loved it. So we did, um, I went to Highlands Christian Academy locally and we did a lot of plays and stuff. Sometimes I did the makeup. Uh, one time I was a singing nun in The Sound of Music. So that was quite the fun experience. Um, but yeah, I do, I really enjoy theater and stuff. I always did it on like the school project. I can totally see you as a musical theater major. <laughs> but I know you're doing the business side, but that's a good yeah. thing also because when you have the gift of music, and the creatives, we talked about this last week with Frank and Rich. The creatives are the creatives. Yeah. And then they're not typically the business people. But while getting a business degree, you then can do both. So you can see yeah. a venue, know you can work it, but you know the finances, you know what it takes to back into a gig and yeah. everything that's part of it. Yeah, and I love business. I was really surprised. I Going into school, I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. But I really do. And 
I mean, hopefully it will help me going forward in the future, especially there's so many contracts and things like that that are really unfair to a lot of artists. So if my life ever did turn that way, it's definitely something I want to be ultra aware of. And, you know, I have the schooling to help back it up a little bit. So How that's many songs good. have you written? Um, I've written a lot, but... A lot of artists, like what'll happen, and a lot of my friends who also write music have the same thing as like, you'll write a song and you'll put it aside and not look at it for months. And then, you know, you come back to it and you're like, yeah, I don't like this or oh, I do. Um, but the ones that are mostly done, I have about six and or seven. I have seven right now that are like, I'm good with them and I'm working on them. <laughs> and you're recording them and you're putting them out. People yeah. can get them. Yeah, it's a long process recording them and, you know, perfecting vocals and stuff like that. And I don't have the talent for it. Josh does. So he said he's going to help me with the, this one, at least. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I heard Josh say he was going to help you finish that up. What does that mean? Yeah, Is Josh the up the mic? Uh, no, just keep okay. So what does that mean to you? What do you what do you need help finishing up on this song? It's a lot of vocal editing. Okay. So once I record the song, um, it, you know, you have to go through the process of like finishing up the vocals and layering and doing harmonies and making sure that the background is perfect. What do you have to say on it, Josh? Um, uh, well, when I first heard the song, it was kind of perfect because I heard the music that I wanted to add on top of it. Add the drums, add the bass, add the guitar because it needs more than just this soft piano ballad. It needs to be this powerful, epic ballad instead. Would you put a video behind it? That, oh, that, I don't want to <laughs> think about that It's right down the road, down the road, yeah. Thinking, yeah, I want to think of know, the music it, terms it's first. It's funny, how do you add different parts to it? You already, in your brain, you hear it finished? Yeah, yeah I do. No, that song is it's already it's finished. Cool. The, the chord progressions and everything's already in there. I mean, I can add a little, like, demented fifths, demented sevens to add a little, you know, different elements to it and all that, but for the most part, the structure of the song is already there. And do you add reverb to it? Do you add different sounds? Do you I'm add different a, Yeah, I'm going to mix it and master it afterwards, adding all those effects gotcha. and everything and all that. You know, it's funny because he hears the music finish. I hear the, the music on a commercial on television. Mm. That's what I see. That's what I hear. Um, I think it was Lufthansa that did that with one of the songs, and it became a classic. And it was actually an opera song that they used to do it, and they sort of jazzed it up. Um, so I'm really eager to see what he comes up with, because I see yeah. the usage of it differently than what you guys, because you guys listen to the sounds and all that. I get that. But I'm thinking about commercially how um, it becomes a niche for a company. That's a good way to look at it, too. <laughs> I mean, it's a jingle. A jingle, a song, you know, I still remember when they play um, Cheers. I'll never forget that song. Love Boat, I'll never forget that song. It doesn't matter where in the world I am. Seinfeld with that funky thing that he even mimics it sometimes. So do you want to hear the song? I do. Are we going to play it now? Are we going to do the song? You want to do it, Megan? Um, I don't know. Should it's we do it you. now? I think we should do it. Josh wants to, to do one more cover, but I think I want to see I want to see one more cover. Okay. We got Sam Smith coming up next, and then maybe okay. a commercial break, and we'll come back on too. All right, let's do that. All right, All right. so let's do that. So she got a Sam Smith well. piece, and be on the plane. He's putting the music on together. I'm kind of nice, just chilling. the maestro, the like maestro it. in the house. I like it, and then we'll talk about the venue that we saw today. And we had to thank um, Trisna. Mr. Trip. What's her name? Trisna. Trippy. <laughs> I call it Trippy. I don't know Trisna. What's a Trisna? That's like a snack. That's a triscuit. Oh, a triscuit. A triscuit. Oh, no, that's so basic. But See? you can put anything on it. 
<laughs> Ain't gonna go there. Let's go to music. Yikes is right. All right, the theme today seems to be breakup songs, because here, here goes another one. <laughs>
Amp2 Media Productions, in collaboration with True Oldies Radio and Comcast TV, bring you the opportunity to spotlight your business on Monday Night Football on ESPN. By targeting your preferred Comcast region, your commercial will be spotlighted during NFL and NCAA football season, reaching over a million viewers. Let AMP help you amplify your impact in the community. Contact us at 866-224-5422 to create your own commercial today. If you're tired of only working for your money and are ready to get your money working for you, then check this out. This is the Transact Card, the first of its kind Visa bank card where you double your dollars on every transaction. Transact Card provides you with a system for your money finally works for you. The days of underwhelming 1% to 2% cashback are over. Are you ready to welcome in dollar-for-dollar rewards, doubling your buying power and creating financial momentum? Look, if you've been trying to save your way to wealth and that isn't working out the way you hope, maybe it's time to try spending your way to wealth instead. Learn more at gman.mytzt.com. That is gman.mytzt.com. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Amp Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. There is no way to ignore it. You hear it on the news, online, from your friends and family. What happened to my money? Whether it got hit by falling stocks and bonds with the coronavirus, shrunk by a floundering 401k with low interest rates, and is riding the extreme ups and downs of the stock market with political elections. Many Americans are worried about their money and how they're going to retire. Help protect your financial future now and call J.D. Melberg for your complimentary book from a leading financial firm that shows you ways not to run out of money whether the market goes up or down. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms that can protect your money for a lifetime. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits of annuities from hundreds of top-rated insurers, helping you to find ways to get up to 33% more income in retirement. That's right. Two books both absolutely free for calling J.D. Melberg. Help protect your financial future. Call 877-643-3015. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties, open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellrestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. South Florida's Good Time Oldies. Boca and Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. On 
South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. Amp Media Productions is excited to announce our expansion into North Miami. With our experienced team of radio and TV professionals, we are dedicated to bringing North Miami the highest quality audio and visual production services. Whether you need radio or television commercials, podcasts, music videos, or audio and visual storytelling, we can provide the solutions to help you reach your goals. Our team is reliable, innovative, and creative, and we're ready to help you develop the perfect product. With our competitive rates and personalized service, you can trust that your project is in the best hands. Contact us today to get started on your project. 866-224-5422. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. And welcome back to the Brooklyn Cafe Show After Hours. Presenting now her new song, Truth Is, by Megan Folk.
So that is the song that you're going to add some mixing and mastering to, Josh? Yes. Yeah. So does the guy you wrote that about know it's about him? Probably not. <laughs> Would you tell him? Probably not. Do you miss him? <laughs> Let him find out himself. Um, not anymore. Okay. I still, when I sing the song, I still think back on it, but it was something I wrote a long time ago. And of course, it still, you know, it makes me remember that time and what I was feeling, but I miss him as a person, but yeah. Not as that relationship. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's like, yikes. I had to let go of that one. So I, I don't know. I, I would write music broken up. Not broken up. It's all the same to me. You? Yeah. But I guess it's raw emotion when you break up. It's how you yeah. feel. Yeah. There's and nothing worse than sitting in the car and listening to the radio, and it's all these love songs. Yeah. And then you just sit <laughs> and you're just crying your way through the neighborhood. Is that why every time I stop at a... a Someone's a, crying? At a red light, there's women. <laughs> women, not guys don't cry. I know. That's Except not for true. me. <laughs> I was going to say. Except for me. If you heard Megan, if Megan it, had a station. But it wasn't the song. It's her voice. It's, she could sing anything. It doesn't make a difference. What is it? It could be a happy song. We have it's a happy a song coming up to oh, finish nice. off. There's a yeah. certain frequency that she <laughs> Enough is. crying today. You, you have G-Man on the board doing sound, and he's like, he's texting me. He says, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we went to a great venue today. What do you think about putting Megan there? Uh, perfect. It'd be nice, right? Oh, goodness. What's the venue? We'll have to fill you in. Oh, okay. So uh, it's it's nice. paperwork <laughs> and signing some contracts, but I think it's, it'll be a great venue, and it's a great demographic for you. Sounds good. In East Fort Lauderdale. Wow. Because it pulls from the rooftop, it pulls from Tin Roof and all these places that are... Oh, I know where both of those that are. That area. Yeah. So it's a good location. It is. It's a nice venue. It has an indoor-outdoor. It's, it's big. It's nice. It's comfortable. Um, and it's just some, something more to add on to what we're doing. But I'm still looking at maybe Delray for Megan's first at the at the venue that JD, JC did. So a lot of options. Are you graduating this year from school? Yes, I will be done uh, by Christmas. So almost there. <laughs> and then what? Um, then wherever the wind takes me, I guess. <laughs> You're not going to get your master's? I probably am going to get my master's. I FAU's program specifically, they want you to get some work experience first. So I might just you know wait a little bit on that. But I do want to get my master's eventually, yes. And what, what would your master's you, be in? Yeah. Uh, NBA? Business, NBA, yeah. They've got night programs all over. Yeah. And weekend programs because they figure everyone's getting work experience yeah. and they want you to get your master's at night and on weekends. Yeah. And they have their master's is specifically made for people who are working. So it's very like flexible and stuff like that. That's what they told me at least. So I think it's true. I think a lot of grad school programs, we were talking about yeah. that with Josh earlier. Yeah. They want you to succeed. These schools want success because it's only good for them. Exactly. Like people walking around saying, the school kicked me out of my master's program because it was too hard. No one wants that rest. Exactly. Yeah. If you're in it and you're willing to pay or get scholarships for it, it's only yeah. good for the community to keep locals employed. Yeah. Right? Businesses growing. Absolutely. And I, you know, I really hope to do that while I'm working. So. <laughs> Absolutely, you'll be able to do that. Yeah. So you've got five other songs. Uh, yes, not for today, but not I have I have five other ones in the works, yeah. Are they all about love and relationships? Not all of them, surprisingly. <laughs> a few of them are, um, but some of them are just more about, you know, life, and some of them are happy, just kind of like dancey songs, so, you know. But there's definitely at least two or three more about breakups, so. <laughs> I gotta ask, because she's young, and you're gonna be dating, 
So when you meet a guy, you date a guy, and, and your song is playing on the radio and what have you, and your guy says, oh, wow, that's you, and he begins to hear this music, <laughs> how do you get out thinking? of that conversation? I don't know. Um, it was funny because someone I was recently seeing like heard one of my songs and was like, oh, who is that about? And I was like, mm. <laughs> I know. They yeah. tell me remain nameless. That to is protect so the funny. innocent or the guilty, I guess. Yeah, well, but she has to come up with something. And yeah. then the bigger you get, the, the more uh, grandioso that your career gets, the, the, <laughs> the explanations get a little bit complicated. But yeah. I'm thinking, you all, you went with Trista and who else did you guys go shopping with? Shay. Yeah. I kind of feel like there should be like a girl shopping song. Yes. I have, one, I have one that is a girl's song, specifically for the girls. So I think you guys will like that one probably. The Three Stooges? <laughs> Because I saw, I haven't seen Barbie yet, but apparently there's a song and they're all like in a car or they're doing something like it's hitting the charts. So I'm thinking yeah. you could do a whole girl yeah. shopping yeah. kind of song on what you guys do. And do yeah, a thrift video. Next time we go, yeah, we can do our, put it over a thrift video, which And actually, you did a video I saw. Yeah, we can put it up later if you'd like. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Why not? That's hilarious. <laughs> Are you enjoying going shopping and doing your thrifting? Absolutely. It was it's so fun. We, had, we were out there forever. We had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. But your videos are getting better also. That yeah. was your first, wasn't it? So this is the second, but this is like my first time like doing the editing all by myself because last time Drone helped me, um, or Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> um, he, he sat with me and helped me put it together. Um, but, you know, he's gone now and, you know, it's time I tackle something on my own. I so like I, yeah, I put this video together and I'm happy to show it later. And I think part of thrifting is the sustainability and eco-friendliness of clothing. It's Absolutely. changed, whereas people what? are like, oh, you're going to Goodwill. You can't afford the connotation of, of different clothes. Yeah. But now, not only is thrifting a better price, but the sustainability. You're not throwing clothes away, right? You're repurposing them what for other people. What did you call them? The what? Yeah. Eco-friendly sustainability. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's good for the environment and sustainable, so you're not throwing it into landfills. Come on, Freddie. It's recycling. And recycling. Yeah. Up, upcycling. Upcycling. There's like a lot of big vocabulary going on. You know, on. all you have to do is take someone to come in with something and change the verbiage, and then it sounds. You go from like thrifting and swap shopping to upscale consignment. It's just changing the name. It's the same thing. It's like yeah. what we do. We do video casts. It's podcast with video, but everyone's like, oh, but now I'm on TV. It's, it is what it is. How much does a pair of jeans cost today? Uh, like what, thrifting or not thrifting, right? Because usually it's about on, high if end. You're, like if you're going Levi's. to like American Eagle, it's like twenty to twenty-five. 30 no, bucks. not them. Something higher. Like one hundred twenty-five. Yeah. What? Yeah. Jeans are about anywhere high between jeans, twenty and yeah. or twenty and forty dollars. Twenty and fifty dollars. But that's that Levi's. Is that the higher end? Levi's, I think, are probably a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, Levi's shorts are like fifty dollars alone. Do you know back in the day how much a pair of Levi's used to cost? Probably Almost not. Almost five hundred dollars. <laughs> Wait, so what? we used to get the Levi's. Levi's are five hundred dollars in the day when really? I used to trade. Yes. So what people used to do is they used to buy the knockoffs, like the mm -hmm. the clouds, those you know make believe jeans. Like the five hundred ones. I know those are like they're hitting their anniversary. Of the button, the ones in the button in the, the front. The rivet. Oh, the buttons. The yeah, the button fly. Yeah, the button fly thing. But those I bet they like have even those at the thrift stores, Levi's. Because when people are cleaning out their closets, they're not going, oh, I could do this. That's a good that. deal if you can get Levi's at oh, a yeah. store. I mean, I've, I've found a pair of Levi's for like $6.99 before. You just... 
at thrifting. Thrifting. Really? Absolutely. That's why I thrift. Were these I, like paper yeah. thin? You, I've, I've, I found Michael Kors like articles of clothing, bags for yeah. like five, ten dollars. Like really? That, that's why I thrift. And like, I mean, ask Megan. Like, yeah. I find all the good stuff. Like anyone that knows me knows. Like, I, I know how to like hunt. I don't even know. It just comes natural to me. But I can find really good articles of clothing, brand names for really, really cheap. How many yeah. hours do you spend? Thrifting? Um, what well, we like in a, in, a, in a week or in a day? In or a like day, like in a, in a set, in a sitting. And when you guys went, how long were you out there? About four hours, yeah, I think. Four. What? In one store? Yeah. Two, two, two stores. Yeah. Two stores. What? But we also all had to try on things separately. So take that into account. Because yeah, like right. one it of them finding it, trying it on, putting it back. Yeah. And buying it. One of them only had one fitting room, so you have to like yeah. wait there. So it's like it just depends on every location is different. You know what I mean? Some have a lot more to offer than others. And like the second like the first one we went to, their shoe selection was minimal. But the second one we went to, their their shoes they like, had a lot. Was extraordinary. Really? So like you know, five pairs. And <laughs> did you really? Yes. Like five yeah. pairs of yeah. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so You bought five pair of jeans? Shoes. shoes. Or shoe, or they yeah. have shoes too. Yeah. We just kept Everything. finding, yeah. The shoes you have to sometimes be careful with because, like, some of them are, you know, like <laughs> they'll fall Lord. apart. Yeah, but I found like, like those a, red kitten heels that you came in with yep, last week. Those absolutely fell apart, like the first day. <laughs> um, but I found like a Italian brand of w these white shoes, and they're really nice, and they've been doing great. So, yeah, and they were $4. these are thrifted. Yeah, oh, really, those are in good shape. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you just gotta look with the shoes. And what you pay for those? Um, I think I only paid like $10 for these. Get so, out. Really? And, I, and these are probably normally like a $30, $40 pair of shoes. Yeah. Probably more than that. It just depends on the brand. I don't know what the brand is. There isn't a brand, so I think these are just like, yeah, probably like some type of Forever 21 type of shoe or something. Do you enjoy it? Is there satisfaction in getting a good deal? Or is it just looking through and finding your own sense of style? What is it about thrifting that you both like so much? It's all of it combined, you know, you know, getting clothing at such a cheap price and like also like a lot of the clothing that's at thrift stores are newly like unique pieces. Yeah. So it's like not a lot of people have these pieces anymore. They're not new. They're they're worn. They're used. There's history behind them. And like if they're taken well taken care of, I mean, you can make it last. And then like you you add that to your style. And if you find things that are already within your style, it just adds to it. And it just like you're. You can think of so many different ways of wearing just one single article of clothing. It, it, it's incredible what you can do. It's, it's yeah. personality all, all thrown onto your body. And this, this, the sustainability behind it is great because, I mean, especially right now, like the high fashion industry, there's so much that goes on in there. Like unethical like labor practices are really bad. Um, the pollution is horrible from it. And it is, you know, it seems like a cheap, cute option, but it's so bad just in general to support a lot of those businesses. Yeah. Um, but thrifting, it's quite the opposite because you're recycling clothes. You're, you know, buying things that people don't want anymore that, you know, are new to you. And they also, it's just a great way to shop. Find, like Tristan said, it's unique pieces and it's also a cheap option, so. Yeah. You can find your own style. Now, did you do any of this before you met this one? Thrifting? Yes. <laughs> I actually was in a competition at FAU. Um, it was a business competition for specifically the sustainability of the fashion industry. You were supposed to come up with an idea, and we did that. We actually made it, but 
it was too expensive to travel to Dubai for the next <laughs> competition. It was like $2,000 a person. But, wow. um, but yeah, I had to do a lot of research into a lot of the problems with that industry. And it's the third polluting industry. Um, and what's really horrible is just like the unethical practices about it. A lot of people don't know, but a lot of these fast fashion companies overseas, they don't even oversee the labor that's going on. There are people who are barely getting paid and it's really just a terrible industry for a lot of those companies. Yeah. It's a great, what you guys have put together is amazing. And then you can find your own sense of style and you put things together that wouldn't normally be put together because you yeah. can. Yeah. A lot of that is true. No. <laughs> she's she, great at it. Yes, she's really good at it. Yeah, I just, I love clothes. I'm such a clothes girl. I, I, <laughs> my whole closet is, doesn't even fit in my closet. <laughs> so have you found this unique style for Megan? I mean, we've come across a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. I've had her try on things that she's never really thought of trying on before. And like, you know, you know, when we go in and you're working with someone else and trying to figure out someone else's fashion or style, like, you have to work with them, you know, you, I mean, it, but they also have to be open-minded and op willing to try on things that they never would have thought that they would pick out themselves, okay. you know, so y you just, it's something that you have to play with. It's not just like a, oh, this works, you know what I mean? But, you know, the more that you get to know a person, it, the more that we do this, yeah. you know, I, I mean, we found, like I said, we found some things that she was like, wow, Tristan, I can't even, I can't even fathom that you put this together, so... <laughs> <laughs> it makes some you think, of worked. why spend full price on retail? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. You're on right. everything, right? Even yeah. shorts. I mean, things, knock-around stuff. A lot of thrift stores are great causes, too. The one that we found a lot of stuff on, it supports a hospice. Um, and then there's also, like, animal shelter thrift stores where all the money is going towards helping the animals. So, yeah, just another plus to it. <laughs> and they've got men's as well, correct? Absolutely. We should do a whole makeover for you. <gasps> find Freddy. him some more hats. Keep your hat. Two hours, really? Twenty minutes? No, I would do it. I would go out there and, and, and get crazy. I would do it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I saw the video that they did. Like, they had a lot of fun doing it. And a good cause just makes it even better. Yeah. It's a good cause. Um, it's a good price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, fun. you go right. out and buy one thing for, like, $30. But, I mean, we, we bought, like, ten things for $30. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible. That's what's pretty cool. Yeah. Change your sense of style. <laughs> we should get him like a bedazzled jacket or something. <laughs> <laughs> something real flashy. And it begins. You Money never stands out. You never told them the time that we did the show on the train. We did the show on the train, and then we How did a thrifting show for here and too. How many jackets hats did I wear that day? <laughs> Those weren't thrifting. That was from a designer who was making beautiful Ooh. clothes. He put me in stuff that was unbelievable. Every five minutes was another jacket, another hat. The I jackets like, were incredible. I felt like a pimp daddy. Remember we, <laughs> we did the first night train here? And we went and you got, we got 70s clothes over at the thrift store. I think I might still have it in my zone. I didn't have no 70s clothes. Yeah, no. you got like the pajama outfit. I had a pajama outfit? And that's where we got the king's oh, outfit. Or the bell bottoms. No, you I had that shirt too. Remember, Josh? You got this long shirt and I got to look for it. A weird a button. Weird button. You see what I'm saying? They call my stuff weird button. Because down. you put it with like a weird <laughs> pair of pants. It was just like Because that was bell bottoms. That was still what they wore in the day. It was just kind of funky out there. I wanted to wear the afro. You wouldn't let me do that. You know. <laughs> but there's like fun and then there's a sense of style. Yeah. And you can wear pretty much anything for a different Well, sense at least of you style. get style. I just get 
laughed at. I get the fun. You're, we, you're just a trippy over there to the thrift store. You're just a Ken, Ken doll, Freddie. You're a Ken doll. <laughs> there is no Ken without the Barbie, right? That is true. Unbelievable. That is true. Right, you want to take a commercial break? Let's do that. Arizona's yeah. back in the house. Ah, welcome back. More to come. Stay tuned. Give us a call. 888-994-4995. You've got more music for us, Megan? Um, I have one more song. It's a happy song. All right. On the other side of this commercial break, two more. We'll be right back. Do you want the opportunity to have a TV show or podcast? Now at Ant Media Productions, you can host your very own visual broadcast anywhere around the world. With our talented group of creators, we will provide you with show elements, board operations, and any on-screen visuals you'd like to showcase. All you must do is log on to your computer and communicate with your viewers. Contact Ant Media Productions at 866-224-5422 or email hello at amp2.tv to start your own show today. For real, take your business, any business, to the next level by joining us at the Global Awaken Trinity Summit. Four days of opportunities and inside info you don't want to miss. As over 35 celebrity speakers will be live in person to teach you exactly how to make your business take off, grow, and thrive. From marketing tool secrets to the best ways to build relationships, partnerships, and make true connections. Founder Kessa Gooden is putting on this once-in-a-lifetime event, the Global Awaken Trinity Summit VIP Gala and Yacht Mastermind, February 29th through March 3rd, 2024 in Miami, Florida. Registration starts at 9 sharp each day. Bring your business partner, your team, your friends, anyone and everyone who wants real success. For tickets, call 404-992-3971. Tickets will not last, so call now. 404-992-3971. Or visit us online at globalawakenedevents.com and we will see you there. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. So the Bello Balloons is a business that was born out of a passion for creating unique and beautiful balloon designs, including balloon bouquets, balloon arches, balloon columns, and more. We specialize in creating unique and beautiful balloon designs that bring your dreams into reality. We believe that balloons have the power to bring people together and create lasting memories and we are honored to be part of that experience. Contact us and we will bring happiness to your celebrations with our balloons. 
You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Taking it back to Elvis in the 60s here for you.
set you free I told you you could always count on me, darling Frank Ruffalo says, the voice of an angel. Well, today is National Be an Angel Day, so it kind of works just like that. Where'd you get that? Is it? Be an Angel Day. Be an Angel Day. So she's got the voice of an angel, so it seems like, you know, if anyone can find an angel, it would be Frank. That's true that. So, That's true that. And happy birthday to Chris, Frank's angel in his life. It's Chris's birthday today. So happy birthday. Nice job. So Megan, amazing as always. You can hear Megan. Are you running out the door already? No. She's like, no, I got my water and my keys, and I'm out the door. Is it tonight? We're playing this? We could play it tonight from Night Train. Yep, if we can get it done soon enough, we'll play it on South Florida Oldies, 8 o'clock tonight. Sounds good. We've got to thank Comcast for getting us back up and running. So, fingers crossed. Talking about Comcast, this portion of the show brought to you by. Comcast? ESPN. ESPN. It's kind of exciting news, and Josh is going to be revamping that commercial a little bit because I don't even want to say the only opportunity, but we have an opportunity to put your business, spotlight your business on all the NFL and football college games on ESPN on this season. Starting kickoff is September 11th. That's right. It's going to be the, the, the Bills and the Jets September 11th from the Meadowlands. And everybody knows what September 11th is all about. But we are carrying all 17 what a games. to New York, I have to tell you. I got to tell you, the NFL got it right this time. It's going to be the biggest night. There are going to be so many eyes on this show. I think that they are almost sold out 
on commercial space. I think that one's almost sold out. But depending on your region or zone, we can spotlight your business anywhere in South Florida from the Keys all the way up to Fort Pierce. You pick the zone or zones, the game or games. You can have the whole season to spotlight your business. And what people have told me, they need repetition. So we can take care of that for you. You can have every game spotlight your business for repetition and yes, complete branding. Otherwise, if you miss that 30 seconds, you miss that 30 seconds, so over and over again. And we can also get you in the, I think it's Miami and the Kansas City Chiefs on the Monday night. I know that it is sold out, but they gave us special designation for that one game if you want it, uh, because we want this program to be successful. We're one of the few companies, if not the only company, that can offer you one spot as well as all 17. And actually, I think the Kiwanis Club, because I was reading on their website, they're highlighting the game, I think, at Tim Finnegan's, that Miami-Kansas City game. It's supposed to, bring to be. Bring awareness to the community. That's going to be a big game. So I guess that's why they're doing it. If everything works out that way, it's going to be fun. So I'll fill you in on that tomorrow. I get the chance to speak to the Kiwanis Club Delray Beach tomorrow morning at 7.30. Is that open to the public? A.M., I believe it is. It is. 7.30 a.m. for breakfast, meet and greet uh, up in Delray Beach. So. 7.30 I know, you're just about turning over in your about bed turn at 7.30 in the morning. I'm thinking I need to back it out on what time I need to wake up to get there by 7. Send early. me the address because I may <laughs> shock you. You're not going to be there. How do you know Unless that? you stay up all night. No, you know, it takes a lot of work to get this all together. No, I know. I the just, hat, the shirt. I ran out the, sh the freaking, whole thing. <laughs> I just ran out. But you, you got to send me where it is. I'll send you the address. You never know. So I met this organization last year when I was at Old School Square and talking about community awareness. And they do a lot of great things for our community, for the schools, for kids, for healthy babies, healthy moms, everything about the kids and families. And kind of in alignment with what we get to do. I know they do diaper drives and book drives. And I'll get you more information tomorrow. Okay, good, good stuff. I gotta even bring a camera. My, my little pink camera. <laughs> that little green one or that pink, pink one? Pink one? Yeah. When we were at Sunscape Boca Raton, we had, I had the pleasure, when you were in production, of meeting Sharon Sultan Cutler, and she wrote a book called The Bandstand Diaries about the dancers of American Bandstand. 66th Bandstand Anniversary and the Bandstand Diaries. She talks about it, and she did all her research because there had never been, apparently, a book written about American Bandstand and the dancers. Now, this is the American Bandstand? The it was on ABC? So, Sharon, I just need you to hold your mic. Yes, the American Bandstand debuted nationally. What year do you think? 1969. Mm, wrong. Anyone else? <laughs> wrong. Anyone else? 1957. Wow, that far back. It says far ABC back. executives never expected that it would become the most popular, longest-running TV music and dance show in American history, which is unbelievable. It defined a generation of rock music, fashions, fads, celebrities, and the importance of teenagers. People still reminisce about it. I know Hairspray, I think, was loosely taken off of American Bandstand. It was? But I don't, I, American Bandstand, when I started watching it, are you talking about the dancers that were on those little cubicles? Or did they no, have dancers? No, that was like disco. Yeah. This is, this is uh, out of Philadelphia. Uh -huh. And uh, a tiny studio that they didn't think the show would work. It, it was on a it was gotten to ABC TV and uh, the executive said who would want to watch a show with some young 14 to 18 year old kids dancing and uh, music lip, lip sync by singers 
it turned out that four weeks later, it had 20 million viewers. Wow. And then wow. it went to 40 million viewers. And uh, people still remember it to this day. Everyone remembers Dick Clark, an American bandstand. Right. Right. And if you don't remember, you can see the throwbacks to Hairspray and, and Grease and everything that was the throwback to that genre. I remember watching it in the Bronx, um, Dick Clark, but it, it was already in the, in the 60s or maybe early 70s I started to watch it. It could have been reruns from all, from all I remember, but it was big back in the day. Um, I try to recreate that in here that we were talking about, bell bottoms and American Bandstand and everything right. else. With Night Train, exactly Night what train. he wants to put you on, Night Train, exactly. Because I thought it was the hottest thing in the world, and then they brought it along um, the, the African-American, the, the uh, Soul Train, which I thought right. was phenomenal as well. The Latinos never got a, a Cuchifrito Night Train song thing going. They've got that other shit. Remember, what was it called with the Piragua Man? What? No. At the Heights. No, no. <laughs> I'm talking about like American Bandstand. Now, American Bandstand, they had dancers. So you say they were as young as 14? The earliest they're supposed to go on the show, because there were a lot of rules, were 14 years old. But kids fibbed, were lied, or uh, took their sister's licenses really? and got in early. And so some of the kids were as young as 12 and 13. And this you call the Philadelphia years, 1956 to 1963. Right. It was the most popular. First of all, it was the launch of American Bandstand. Before that, it had been Bandstand. And Bandstand was um, hosted by a guy named Bob Horn, who later got uh, taken off the air for DWI. <laughs> And they found Dick Clark was in the radio division. And he was this sort of tiny, quiet guy who always wanted to be famous and rich, or rich and famous. So they asked him to substitute because they had no host. And that was in seven, uh, 56. And then he helped bring it national in 57. Wow. And it became... An instant hit within Talk a month. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. Imagine filling in one day and everyone thinks, ah, it's just one time I'm going to sub and fill in. But yet, he changed history. Absolutely. He introduced rock and roll to America and to the world. Mm -hmm. And what's your fascination with it? You were, were you one of the teenagers? I was young. I was 10 years old. But I had a crush on this guy named Bob Clayton, who was a dancer on there. We all ran home from school. Now, this is in the fifth, late 50s. We all ran home from school to watch the show. And we uh, either danced w with other people or alone. I used to dance with my basement doorknob. <laughs> and people danced with their banisters, their refrigerator <laughs> doors. It really sounds crazy, but everyone says the same thing. They still love it. What kind of music was being played in the 50s? Was it rock and roll? Rock and roll. It was, was just introduced. And um, it was called originally the devil's music. Yeah. Because uh, parents were worried about juvenile delinquency. And so Dick Clark, when he came about, he set up a bunch of rules, including that you couldn't dance, if you're dancing with a guy and a gal, they couldn't dance too close. And they, the men, the boys had to wear uh, 
suits and ties. The girls could wear dresses, no pants, and not too tight-fitting a blouse. And they went there not knowing that they would become the first reality stars on the first reality show. That was How many dances did they have in the 50s? Because they didn't have many in the... In, when I watched the show, I mean, maybe 25, 30 dances? Well, they did the Hully Gully, uh, the Stroll. The Jitterbug naturally was the most famous. Uh -huh. uh, the Slow Danced. Uh, the Regulars, they were called the Regulars. How often did the Regulars change? They, uh, during the six or seven years, they had an A group, which was the first group, the most popular group. They were in 1957 to about 1960. And the B group was semi-famous. The C group, it was dimming out. It was going to Los Angeles, so it wasn't as popular. But they, um, they got thousands of fan letters a day to the show. It came to the show. And they were mini celebrities. That's amazing. And what's your fascination with it? What made you decide to write a book? Because you could have just been this huge fan. Correct. Are you an author before this? I've always written. I still copyright different things. Uh, we all wondered whatever became of the regulars because they were so popular. And when they were 18 years old, they disappeared. They had to go off the show. Wow. And still people loved them. So I decided that because I like to do unusual things and uh, find niches, I decided to find the original regulars, and I got one of them to be my co-author, Arlene Sullivan, who was very, very popular. And um, it was quite a coup. It was quite an effort. Uh, the book is almost out of print at this point. Uh, we're going to go into an e-book, but... Um, we interviewed over 40 of the regulars who were still alive and did tributes to the, to the regulars who have gone away and uh, did the whole history of, of the show. It really impacted American culture, dances, fashions, um, rock and roll, respectability of teenagers. Teenagers were invisible up until that period of time. They were lumped together with children. And then they found out, the big executives found out that there was $7 billion worth of marketing buying power that teenagers had. So they, you know, so they decided to uh, go with it. How perfect is this with you, Megan? Everything we just talked about, thrifting and the shopping and the style. And so when we thought about it, because your voice is so amazing, there has to be a style, but your unique style that goes with it because American Bandstand kicked off the teenagers and hairspray and the style of the dance. Absolutely. And to keep respectability because I know there's rap now, but some of the rappers, their clothes are really not always respectable. Yeah, I'm not planning on doing anything like that. So it's all <laughs> part of the, your image of when yeah. you sing and you get up there, it's all about image and perception because yeah. you have the buying power, the sponsors. I always go towards the throwback. I think American Bandstand works today. I think Soul Train works today. I think if you market it correctly, it works. You know, Converse back in the day with the sneakers, now they brought them back. 
So if you have a pair of Converse that you didn't get rid of and they're still okay, you, you got uh -huh. a good pair of shoes yeah. that everybody's wearing with the colors on the Converse. But I still think that those shows still work um, because it's music. And anything with music, for me, works. Anything with dancing and music works. Uh, I remember watching some of the shows and there was the same dancers and there was one particular lady on there that I had a crush on. And I would watch it. I said, wow, look at I didn't tell my brother because he would say to me, why are you watching this every weekend? Because it was on Saturdays when I watched it. Right. And I watched it because just like you, I, there was this hottie toddy in there. Fascination. The fascination that we had. And the kids who are now in their 70s and 80s still get mobbed when people recognize them. Can you hold the book up? Sure. And it's available to purchase on Amazon? Yes. She's going to let us keep that here in the studio, which is such a, so incredible. Put that in a frame. That has to be framed. That's a beautiful piece. That's a beautiful yeah. book. Thank you. I think you. we need to take it out with our jukebox piece that we got from Ellie's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I think it's a perfect set. A set set. That's a good idea. That whole throwback is a great, it's a great, I still think it works. I've been talking to the radio station. They do South Florida oldies that we're on. And they do 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s as well with the music, uh, which I love. I, you know, it's one of the things that we're trying to take advantage of. But this is tremendous. I think that we should have sock hops <laughs> every place in South Florida. I, know, yeah. I think we should have the oldie, golden oldie shows. Do you remember Ellie's Diner up in Delray? I, I, I did my speech there, you know. Okay. I presented there. You do a lot of presentations and talks. That's what I do now. Now the book is written, and uh, as we contemplate going to be an e-book, um, the, uh, all the developments are calling me, you know, because they need fascinating things that people can relate to. And also we do continuing care communities uh, assisted living and clubs and uh, actually I'm the best kept secret this is my first media event I've, really? I've been here four years but we had other things in life to deal with and I never uh, I was kind of famous in Chicago and before that before the book I was very active in Long Island but people find out about the book and the history through word of mouth and good reviews and uh, so you're you're my first. Well, I'm excited about deal. that because I was talking to someone that who, our, my daughter and her daughter went to elementary school, Randy, and Randy and I go back and forth. I should be on your show. I can come on your show, but I'm so busy. And this has been for years because our girls are now 31 plus, <laughs> a long time. And then she introduced me to you. She goes, "All right, you need to have Sharon on your show." This was all at Sunscape. And she just happened to have a whole bio with her, and so which was fantastic. But what do you talk about at the the communities, and what, what I talk about the evolution of the show. Uh, everyone's fascinated. Who was Dick Clark? Because he eventually had uh, he led off New Year's Eve. Eventually, he had the uh, TV shows. Sure. He was in a few movies, but they remember him from Bandstand and what was he like? So I talk about him. He actually asked the performers who lip-synced on his show, he asked them for their, uh, the, the uh, money that he got, that they got, he asked that he wanted to pocket it because he said to them, 
I wasn't pay he wasn't being paid very much from ABC. Wow. So we actually got money from them. And then uh, he also introduced all the different groups, Jay and the Americans, and uh, you named the group Bobby Rydell, who wrote the introduction to the book. And uh, the Golden Boys, you know, uh, Bobby Rydell, Frankie Avalon, Fabian. You got to think, he changed history. He changed pop culture and history because American Bandstand led then to Soul Train, which is now morphed into what we have as the voice and American Idol. Right. But we now added judging, and that's a whole other side to it. But he started off the whole music genre for people to watch. MTV. I'll never forget exactly. Madonna last right. year says, you know, she started cursing, we're still here, blah, 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 blah. But all of these things were because of what he did and created this He was very him. instrumental. His podium yeah. is in the Smithsonian Institute. Wow. And uh, did any of the dancers go on to be dancers? Okay. One of the rules of the show was that these kids, some of them could sing, you know, they wanted to be performers, but he had a rule that uh, you could not be a professional. You could not be paid. So a, a number of them got thrown off the show for making records. Wow. So, uh, so that was the thing. Uh, Pat Molitary, who was very popular, she was known as the Queen of the Hop. And uh, she was one of the best dancers. She went on to write for Teen Magazine and all these magazines. The kids were on the covers of the magazines. They became ce celebrities and, and the first reality stars. Oh my gosh, I remember, you probably don't remember because you're a guy, Teen Magazine. I so we'd go teen through magazine. and get all our fashion tips from it. It was like Teen I had a Cosmo. Oh, yeah, it's true, Mimi would read it. Absolutely. Teen Magazine, Cosmo, all that. Bonnie things. Bell lip gloss, all the things that we did as teens, we got from Teen Magazine. Right, exactly, exactly. So they became the stars. And then they disappeared, and then I decided no one had written a book about Sorry. the regulars. And they were called the regulars because they needed a consistent bunch of kids to show up in the summer and in the harsh winters in Philadelphia. So they were each given a committee card. They were called a committee. And they had, you had to be voted in. And you were expected to be there every afternoon uh, at least three or four days a week. So there was a consistency. These these kids were, you know, part of the cast. That's incredible. You know, it's really funny because sometimes I'll tell these guys in here that a lot of what you are talking about, that you've written about, all of these things that came about, is the reason that they have the things that are going on today. You know, these ideas were tried and they were fixed and they were improved and they were changed. Um, it's all of that that she's talking about. You, you're actually part of the sweater that was knitted in order to give them the opportunities to do the shows and things that you just mentioned before. The opportunities for singers, you know, like we've been talking about with the movie theaters. You know, when I was growing up, the movie theaters had dancers on them. Vaudeville, they had all sorts of things going on in there besides movies. So when we did this with JC, everybody was like, wow. Never saw that before. That's just amazing. But back in the day, that's what they did. America's top 40s. Right. I'll never forget. I used to listen to The yeah. billboards, the dance contests, which were fixed, by the way. The dance contests 
I found out recently from one of the regular dancers, uh, they picked three couples to do a slow dance, a jitterbug, a, the twist, whatever. And I said to one of the regulars, I said, you know, what happened? And they said a million postcards for every dance contest. And in the end, Dick Clark and his uh, producers handpicked the winners. And they... And you knew before you got that who the winner was going to be? Yeah, I don't know Team if Magazine, the regulars yep. knew, but... Uh, yeah, that was a big one. Team Magazine was big. Uh, it's just so many throwbacks. Six, and the name of this book is Bandstand Diaries. So see if we can get a picture of that up on the screen also. And tell us what you did in Chicago before you wrote the book. Well, I started to write the book. I um, had a company called Mature Resources. I've always been interested in 50-plus marketing because the baby boomers. But now that I'm 50-plus, plus, 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 mm -hmm. uh, I decided to go into nostalgia. So I, uh, you know, I eventually would like to write some some books on nostalgic sh TV shows. If they've been done before, but you know, I have the audience there. Uh, I've always done things. I create things out of nothing. You know, There's I, a lot of history in what you're writing. A lot of things that occurred and the reasons why. A lot of shows versus shows to change it up. Um, a lot of accusations of shows were meant to be a certain way for a certain reason, so they counter that. Uh, we talked about this. We talked about even trying to get Chico and the Man, trying to get a Latino-based show in there to try to break up what was going on, and he ended up killing himself. You know, he committed suicide because he couldn't take the pressure. He was being pulled in a lot of different ways. But it's fascinating, um, this field that she's talking about. I mean, for me, I'm this a throwback. So, this is everything that you this, love. It is, because I believe in bringing it back when it started. You know, I believe in a Megan that comes out of nowhere. She's my American bandstand. And I think that when people finally begin to watch and yes. hear, they're going to say. Right? I mean, this is classic. This is where it all tremendous. started. It's that's that's Jerry Blavitt, who was, he, he recently passed on kind of suddenly, and he was like the, uh, uh, he was one of the first bandstanders. He was on the original bandstand, and then he became the top DJ in Philadelphia, wow. and still do, still did shows and everything like that. Um, yeah, there is a lot of history here. And as I said, I would love to see some of the oldies groups are still performing. They yes. come, they go all around the country. We actually are in the process of bringing some forward. Do you work with any of them? I've met a few. I put out um, something that I was going to do a successor to Bandstand Diaries. And any group that I approached said, yes, we'd love to be interviewed, but I didn't take it any place yet. Yet? Yet. Yeah, I can't do everything myself. See, I'm like a, you know, well, lone you, ranger kind now of you have person. Us. Yeah. Now well, I we, have you. Well, we do an event for some of the, what we call the, some of the Motown people and things. We'll invite you down so you can uh, sort of get a, a little hello and a little set on the side, because I'm fascinated by the fact of what she does. I think. It's long overdue. I think it's needed. I, I truly believe in writing about things that have occurred in the past because otherwise it gets forgotten. And you Absolutely. forget the path of what got everything started that you're looking at today. 
on the right path, and it was because of all these things that we tried back in the day. See? You know, it's funny. People are talking now, they're complaining that American Idol and The Voice, mm -hmm. that this is the first judging, we've added judgment to competitions. But we, this is not new. If they were judging those competitions back then, and Dick Clark and his executive producers were choosing, well, the amazing thing there was judgment right the then. Number of people who live in the Are you guys playing this for us to listen to? No. Okay, let's see. I think they found a video. Or not. Or not. So judgment wasn't new. Judgment, they were already judging things back then. They were already what? You were, they were already judging. If they were judging the dance competition. Oh, absolutely. And no, this was the forerunner to American Idol, MTV. Yeah. It was, it, this was it, it for was a long time. And that's why he needed regulars, because the, <laughs> the winters in Philadelphia are kind of cold. Oh my gosh, look how young he is. Yeah. I'll never forget the ABC plaque. Come, let's stroll. Now, one of the things, you see the way they are uh, separated that way, um, and, and then girls. they walk up in through the middle. See this? Mm -hmm. Now, that's when uh, th these photos that was just on were from the later years in L.A. This is from Philadelphia. And is your co-author, does she live locally? She lives in Fentonor, uh, uh, New Jersey. So maybe we can interview her virtually. I'm sure she'd love that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Just see, you know, a whole bird's eye perspective on what it was like and then what she did later on. She was a blackjack dealer well, for many years. Right? So she sort of stayed in the entertainment industry. Right, right, right. And, um, and she, I asked her to be my co-author. I didn't know her, but I met her in New Jersey. And she... She said, why would I do a book with you? You never wrote a book. You never went to Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, how do I know about you? I said, well, trust me. And she went along with it. She introduced me to other regulars. And I did phone interviews, mostly, because we were in Chicago. And then it just manifested itself. I mean, some of the regulars did not want any part of bandstand anymore uh they were sort of like fed up with it it was part of their past and abc didn't mind there were no rights to it that you couldn't do it write a book about it oh i had no problem i don't know i could have probably <laughs> been sued <laughs> i mean thank like you just do and ask for forgiveness dick later. clark uh, productions was very litigious so we tried not to say american bandstand too much you okay. know so we called it Bandstand Diaries. Okay. And, uh, but we were lucky, you know. Uh, the producer, Lou Klein, who recently passed away, he said to me, when he received the book, which he put in Temple University, his archives, he said, I didn't expect anything like this. Nothing like this has ever happened. You know, there were the little TV, you know, TV uh, screen magazines and stuff like that, but... Uh, it's a pretty book. It has, uh, I call them doodads. The, um, 
graphic designer went ahead and put. Oh, wow. I don't know if you can see it. It's beautiful, yeah. It really it has 700 photos in it. That's beautiful. And it really encompasses a lot. People love it. Is it still available to purchase? Yes, we have a few hundred left. And then if I found someone, someone who would take care of it and become a business partner or something, publish it again, uh, it needs revisions at this point because it's six years old. But that's why I want to somehow keep it out there. But I do everything now. I pack the books, I ship the books, I autograph the books, I, I speak about it. My other two partners have, no, you know, they're beyond that. They, they couldn't do that or don't want to. Well, you keep the legacy alive. Maybe Frank will want to edit and revise another edition. We could talk to Frank, sure. Absolutely. Um, it, it's interesting because that never dies you know it, it takes another life and then you do it again and it takes another life and one book will lead to another book and the right set of eye watches and all of a sudden good things come of it but, but this uh, is absolutely a true oldies piece oh absolutely this is it's, right up right up their alley i bet vic must know some of these people oh yeah i mean vic in the day was um uh well vic He's was young, a little though. younger yeah but vic, scott shannon nah, scott shannon was back there he yeah was, he was around there he was around, around that time, yeah. Cousin Brucie, who's still alive. Who's that? I'm sorry. Cousin Brucie. Oh, Cousin Brucie, yes. ABC Radio. He's still alive. I know, I know. He's in Miami. Is that where he's he doing is? it from I now? joined his fan club and went down to meet him. <laughs> oh, wow. How and old is he? In his 90s. Gotta be. And he's still on radio. And he still has a fan club. Club. Yeah, he's. And he's, I went to meet him. It took me two hours to sit there and wait for him. But he finally says, hey, how are you? But uh, Cousin Bruce, he was, he was right in the middle of all this. Amazing. I mean, the shows sell out, all the oldie shows. I get very jealous because, as I said, I haven't seen anyone down here. Um, and I can't be an impresario, whatever, at my age. <laughs> I don't have the energy. But I would love to somehow bring sock hops and the oldies groups down here and... Uh, I mean, especially in this area. I think it would be a win-win to bring the oldies groups down here. And we can bring them where we just were today and some other places and put you out in the lobby with your books and sign autographs. It and could be an interesting a whole, combination. A whole bit of nostalgia. Yep. It, it, it absolutely would. Oh, we should talk. Let's do that. Okay. How do people get your book? Uh, they either look at our website, which is bandstanddiaries.com, or they go to Amazon. And as I said, at this point, it's a, it's a strange juncture to be in where people are still ordering the book every day, and I look at my boxes, my cartons of books, and they're dwindling. And, you know, it's expensive now, paper and printing, sure. and publishing is an expensive, you know, endeavor. And, you know, some, at some point, I have to relinquish doing the book or find somebody who wants to... Uh, re-edit it, you know, make it more current and, and uh, but there's, I have orders from Hawaii and all over the country. People hear about it. Um, wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Bandstand Diaries. We're going to go through and see how we can help Absolutely. put it together oh, with absolutely. some of the other pieces that we've got cooking. I know, you've it's got a, a whole other mission now. No, it's, it's <laughs> now he's all excited. 
It is because, you know, and I've been talking to you for seven years. I've been talking to Dawn about doing, bringing the old school back up to the, I still firmly believe that these things still would make a difference. Sure they do. You know, a lot of people, they, they laughed at me when I started 18 years ago doing streaming. And there was no streaming. There was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. There was none of that. And they laughed. Major League Baseball laughed at me, threw me out of their corporate offices in New York and said, nobody watches sports on their phone. Right. This is going back right. in the day, right? Right. And look at it now. Well, now it's a joke. Dion lives around here. And uh, Connie Francis does too. I spoke to one of her good buddies. I was Connie trying. Connie Francis? My mom went to high school with Connie Francis. She's still around? She's wow. a, she must be in her mid-80s. I don't know which development she she lives in. She has her Connie Francis fan club. Wow. Wow. And uh, she, she, I would like to meet her. I mean, I would love to do interviews with some of these people. Well, let's reach out to them. Okay. So we're going to put Tristan on it. Tell them we're going to put them on we're South Florida Oldies music. And we could play some of their music when they do the interview. And I bet you you get their attention. Absolutely. Now, this is, a, this is a story of the ages. This is the story of music, fashion, uh, and the baby boomers. All of us 70 or 80 million baby boomers, yeah. we helped found it, along with Dick Clark and other people. I think we should reach out to them on behalf of Chiroldi's and Ant Media Productions and I, bring them in. I think it would be kind of interesting because now you have, uh, as they say, you have a reason to call. Exactly. For the interview and they're going to play your music or you do the interview. Tristan can work on fashion. Absolutely. And, and anyone who I spoke to with the intention of either writing a newspaper column or a, a second edition, they were all so happy to speak to me. I was had Pat Boone on the phone for an hour. Wow. He talked about his whole life. Must have been the 50 millionth time he did that. Um, but I, I had uh, a lot of the groups, a lot of the groups are very interested for their future, for themselves, and, and to keep the memories alive. I think that's the most important thing. Cindy Lop is down here too. Yeah. She does a lot of interviews for some kind of cancer awareness. She does it for um, raising awareness and monies and things like that. I mean, all of these throwbacks. Now, she was a little bit before. She was younger. Like in the 80s, yeah. Um, Girls but, just want to have fun. But, but, all, but all of these um, people, um, especially in the older segment, they still want to be remembered. Didn't we have somebody, I think, from the Platters here? Yep. From the Platters. Clarence. Clarence was here, um, wonderful gentleman, and he told some stories. That's somebody that you should talk to. Uh, well, if I, if I can take it a step further, who knows what this meeting can be all about? You never know. Um, all right, so check it out. Bandstand Diaries, you can get it on Amazon. You can check out their website, bandstanddiaries.com. You can tune in tonight for Megan Folk on... True oldies. Hopefully, it's going to be a cafe after hours, a cafe night train. Night train. Put that together. And um, Tristan, thank you for doing all your hosting. Josh, nice job. And more to come on the venues because we've got some exciting news and some, are they called concert venues, I guess, for lack of a better word? Concert venues, yes. It's going to be locations. at least seven. You got seven? At least. Mm, okay. Maybe more. All right, more to come. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Sharon, thank you so much. 
bandstand diaries, nothing like going throwback. We got true oldies, perfect synergy. It's gonna get uh, hot in here, as they say. All right, have a great afternoon, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>